This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode features brief scenes of fighting and electrocution. Arden is sponsored by Wayface Industries. Don't face away from a challenge. Wayface it head on. Wayface Industries, the good people. Previously on Arden. I am pleased to announce that Ms. Bentley will be joining Arden as my co-host by popular demand. If we can't work together, then there's really no point in trying to work together. Maybe there's a story here. So you're in? That's the deal? Mm-hmm. Hey, I have a radio question. I bet you do. You want to know what happened to Julie Capsum? So do I. You think we're going to be able to be in the same room for 20 minutes without wanting to add another death to the Capsum case curse? It's a new feature. Brenda's Weekly Cones. What does this have to do with the case? Everything. If you think about it. If this is your first time tuning into Arden, save yourselves. If we can't work together then there's really no point in trying to work together. But you have to realize that when it comes to public opinion, it really does seem like you f***ed up this case. Irreparably. We love what we love, Brenda. We've got to keep going somehow. She would never say I was well-liked and engaging to my face. If someone's going to say something nice about me, don't go behind my back like a snake. But I I really do believe that you getting your own show will be the best for everyone. If we can't work together, then there's really no point in trying to work together. Welcome to the new and more informative Arden. This episode, we will dig into all the nitty-gritty real journalism that maybe other hosts would call boring. But you, listeners, you're smart. You want the facts. You tune into my show for the facts, and I've got them. I'm the best host for this topic because what Julie's disappearance is really about Bea, is- can we get another take where you sound less mad with power? It's the nicest way I can put it. Of course. I'm just bursting with journalistic integrity. I mean, I finally have my own show, and I'm on a panel at OddCon on Friday. That's Audio Media Convention. You've mentioned- several times oh but you should be proud you're a star i'm better than a star i'm a fresh voice in broadcast podcasting colon entertainment reporting finally a fresh voice after 10 years of broadcasting and i'm nominated for my segments on post-recession blockbusters which i did without any help except for you pamela but i mean i'm the one nominated just don't let it 
hurt your ego if Lorena Christopher gets all the good questions. I hope she does. Historical docudrama fans always have such thoughtful questions. I'll have my moment next year, once people have gotten to hear the real version of Arden. Not whatever we've been doing. I think our episodes have been pretty good. True, I have been crushing it. Anyway, welcome to Arden. I'm your one and only host, Bea Casely, and although I am alone right now, I will soon be joined by a very special mystery guest to discuss- Sorry, Bea, I thought you knew Cliff Upjohn can't make it. What? His assistant called. He had to push it to Wednesday. Oh God, the show's ruined. I have nothing. Come on now. Who's crushing it? I am. Okay, well, can I get a woo? Woo. That a girl. Okay. Um, we'll record that interview Wednesday. In the meantime, we can talk about... Um, hmm. What's new with the case? No new developments. Uh, you can do a brief explanation of Julie's Law. Yes, I'd love that. Though I don't have all of my notes with me. Can we record that later? Sure thing. So, what are we recording now? I, um, don't know. Huh. I wonder what Brenda's recording. Doodle-doo, doodle-doo. Welcome to the Brenda Bentley Show. The Bentley Show. Solving mysteries, fighting crime. It's really gonna hit and deal and blow your mind. Starring Brenda Bentley. P.I. Ba-da-da-da. And that's the uh, theme song I'm working on. Ah. I, I love the energy. So, uh, Andy, what is my new show about? Oh, I, I, I do not know. We're looking at a completely blank canvas here, diving into the complete unknown, no focus at all. You've been tossed into the ocean, and you don't have a map. Isn't that exciting? On December 25th, 2007, somewhere around 11 p.m., Julie Capsum ran her car off the road and into a tree in the middle of Northern California's most desolate stretch of major highway, halfway between Eureka and Crescent City, California. One witness saw her pacing outside her car, but by the time the police arrived, she had vanished. While dogs picked up her scent headed into the trees, it disappeared in the middle of a forest clearing. What happened to Julie that Christmas night? How could someone that well-known vanish in the United States in the 2000s? And why has this case haunted us ever since? Each week, we'll explore a different part of the story and see if we can't untangle this web and find the answers. Join us, won't you, as we unravel the mystery on Arden. Imagine, if you will, the perfect entertainment program. Don't simply picture the trappings of it. Comedy, glamour, pies thrown at a face with tremendous pathos. No, I want you to imagine the feeling it would give you. The feeling you've always wanted entertainment to give you, but it's always so tantalizingly out of reach. Do you feel it? Right here, in your gut, like kind of where your appendix bursts, but instead 
of it bursting and leaking pus into your abdominal, poisoning your organs until you pass out in a parking lot four weeks later. No, it bursts with joy. Wow. That's a tall order. And yet, once again, Andy Wayface is turning an impossible dream into wholesome family entertainment. You sure about wholesome? What could be more wholesome than the story of a family of hillbillies whose love transcends elitist formal language and can only be communicated by grunting? My new show is about hillbillies grunting. Heavens no! Get your own idea. You're not the only... Podcaster here, Brenda. My bouncing baby brainchild, The Grunty McMurtry Show, has been such a phenomenal radio hit in the two weeks it's been on air that I'm adapting it for the plasma screen. That's television. I've heard of it. That's good, because I'm looking for investors. Say, Brenda, do you own a television studio? I don't even own a television remote anymore. It's been stuck on the CW for three years. Tell me... Andy, does anyone on your show shoot CGI lightning or have a sexy secret? (laughs) Of course they do. I understand the basic fundamentals of drama. Then it sounds like a hit to me. I knew you'd understand. Not like Casely, who lacks any sense of real showmanship. Oh, man, I would have loved to see her reaction. Oh, I have the tape if you want. How'd you get in? Ah, there are cameras everywhere on Wayface property for security. Right. Here it is. The Grunty McMurtry Show is an all-ages variety show slash grounded family drama about the gruntiest McMurtry of them all. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd like it. You have a keen understanding of narrative. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Oh, uh, you're serious. Uh, Andy, that show sounds... Well, I love that you're exploring your creative side. But I don't think I'm the target audience. No. Well, everyone with a dream is a target audience. Oh, poor Bea. When did you stop dreaming? See? She has no imagination. Andy? Yes? How'd you get that tape from the coffee shop across the street if you only have cameras in this building? No. The whole block is Wayface property. Huh. Hey there, eggs and gams. House tricks. I don't actually know what any of that means, but I am in a speakeasy right now. Brenda hasn't given me anything to do today, so screw it. Let's get zazzled. (laughs) House ordered fries. Why am I recording in a speakeasy? Am I perhaps waiting for Brenda's show to crash and burn so I can swoop in at the last moment with my fully formed backdoor pilot for a travel show where I go to different cool bars and review the alcohol and the french fries? No, that would be absurd. Unless there's a huge audience demand for it, in which case, please write it into Wayface Radio. Is that beer? It, It is. What's she doing here? Hi! So random meeting you here. Mind if I sit down? Of of course. I'm impressed you knew the password. Oh, that. I, uh, followed you here and heard you say it. Wow. You should be a private detective's assistant. It was weird. I'm sorry. I know Brenda got you in the... Divorce? No! More like a radio program talent redistribution agreement. 
Nothing as dramatic as a divorce. It happens every day. Sure. But I was wondering if I could get your help with a teensy-weensy little favor. What kind of favor? I was supposed to have an interview yesterday with Senator Cliff Upjohn. <laughs> What's up, John? He's a senator that opposes Julie's law. Anyway, he's a busy man and pushed the meeting to Wednesday, which would be fine, but then I saw he might be traveling Wednesday, so I called to confirm and his assistant gave me the runaround. I need to lock him down for an interview this week or else my show will be a disaster. You're the best assistant in town. Could you help me? You want me to call an office and confirm an appointment? Yes, I can do that. You're a wonderful, magical genius. And since this is now a work meeting, you're buying this round. Oh, okay. Barkeep, two scotch and sodas for me and my y- friend. You meant a brand new round. Listeners. Wait, wait, are you recording this? Is everything I do recorded? I'm recording an episode of my show, Rosalind's Film Club. I review Julie's movies. I also do behind-the-curtain-type segments around the studio. No? No? Well, maybe you'll have a listen to them after Arden's wrapped. Sorry? As I was saying, I am ordering scotch and sodas because today we are discussing Julie's 2004 jukebox musical, Scotch and Soda. Well, if it's for Julie... Cheers! Why are you still doing this? You don't work for Arden anymore. I never did. I work for Brenda. Rosalind's Film Club is an unaffiliated LLC under Wayface Radio. You have an LLC? A few, but let's not get into that. Do you want to be a guest? You've seen Scotch and Soda, right? Like a hundred times. I love how they use prohibition to capture the repressive longing of teenage rebellion. And those costumes. And the music. Oh, we've got a fan. Okay, I got the rights to play Julie's song from the film. Want to set it up for the listeners? Okay. Okay. Julie's character, Dorothy, is a spitfire of a girl who falls in love with this fast-talking rum runner played by a very confusingly cast Elijah Wood. She runs away from home to be with him. She thinks they're going to get married, but then the cops are after him, so he leaves without her, and then there's this whole... Great! Play the clip. Who are you talking? Now won't you listen, honey, while I say How could you tell me that you're going away? Don't say that we must part Don't break my aching heart You know I've loved you for so many
a new song. Wow, 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 wow. What's Brenda Bentley doing this Wednesday? She might solve a mystery or learn some facts. She might cause some trouble or just relax. It's Brenda's day every Wednesday on your favorite podcast. Ta-down, da-down, he-ne-ne-ne-now. I like it. I can tell you very nearly at an idea. I feel like it's close. Ah, you'll hit that Saturday deadline, no problem. Wasn't it Sunday? Sunday, you edit. Uh... Now, I have an important idea to run past you. What if, for the TV adaption, Grunty McMurtry had a former best friend turned rival? <gasps> I love it. And his name is Jack Billions. He's a billionaire who solves crimes with his wife and dog, Champ. Champ is the dog or the wife? Hmm. Dog. Ugh, disappointing. Okay, I would obviously watch the show Billions. Legally, we can't call it that. There's already a show called Billions, and even I can't afford to make an enemy of Paul Giamatti. Maybe you should take a step back and realize you're writing something shamefully self-indulgent, which I'm for. I'm very self-indulgent, but only with self-awareness. What do you mean? You're already a billionaire who solves crimes. Or at least smart enough to hire this gorgeous genius in front of you to solve crimes. All you're missing is a wife and a dog! Well, thanks for having oh, that. Hey, in. buddy. I'm just a simple radio detective. I see what I see. I don't do the creative inventing. Go where the muse takes you. Maybe you're right. <laughs> because if I had a wife and a dog. <laughs> Wait, hmm. And that's why it's so important to know where every member of your city's council stands on sidewalk zoning. Wow, Senator Upchon. I never thought of it that way. Well, it's important to stay abreast of changes in your community. There's so much more we could discuss when it comes to local government proposals, We haven't even touched on privacy law. Somehow we have still not done that, even though I kept bringing up Julie's law. But sadly, we are out of time. Oh, no. Well, it was a pleasure speaking with you, Ms. Casely. You too, Senator. And that's a wrap. We're off the air. I hope I didn't make you uncomfortable, Ms. Casely. Of course not. I regretted saying abreast as soon as it left my mouth. That's not the way to talk in the workplace anymore. What, with everything happening politically? It's 2017 and I should know better. Yeah, no, abreast is a completely normal word adults can say. It is 2017. You can talk to women like they're normal people who know what words mean. Oh, good. You can never be too careful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to miss you talking about crosswalks. Well, thank you for coming. Aha! Brenda, what are... I thought we agreed the days of you barging into my recording booth during my show were over. First off, I waited until the recording light was off because we're colleagues now and a professional like that. You should have been treating me like a colleague this whole time. Unlike you, you sneaky, unprofessional, discourteous... <gasps> That's right. I know words like discourteous. Ladies! What is all this hostility about? Don't call us ladies in that tone of voice. Can't seem to say anything. You're not the problem, Senator. Um, he is the problem because you got my assistant to get you an interview with him. This interview is mine by right. What? That's not... 
we don't have a buy right system here. We're not Targaryens. People have interviews with whoever they agreed to have the interview with. And I already had it. All Rosalind did was confirm time. Cliff, buddy, pal, were you going to blow this off before my girl Friday called you? I'm lost. Rosalind Ursula? Miss Ursula, indeed. She was very charming. She would do wonderfully in politics. I actually planned to be in Sonoma today, and she persuaded me to come here instead. But you said that- I can't keep track of everything my assistant agrees to. Rosalind got the interview. Rosalind works for me, ergo- Works for you on what? You don't have a show yet. I am very close to cracking a theme song, which is the hardest part. Oh, you're working on a theme song. They might as well give you a Pulitzer now. Uh Ladies, I haven't been able to follow any of this. I don't even know who you are. I'm Detective Brenda Bentley. A detective? She's not with the police force. Not since she got kicked off. Wow. You're really looking to throw down today. Please don't. I can't be associated with any talk of violence. Oh, I'm above all that. You see, Cliff, I'm a rational radio professional, and I believe you should do an interview with me as well, in the interest of hearing both sides. It is important to hear both sides. What could you possibly have to talk about with Senator Upjohn? I don't know. What were you talking about? Privacy laws in California. But since you're not doing a show about Julie Capsum anymore... Who says I'm not? Oh, you have some nerve. Fine. Of course, I won't have anyone say I had an unfair advantage. Senator Upjohn, I really must insist you stay and give Brenda an interview. A long one. Longer than ours. Four hours, at least. Thank you. I really must be getting to Sonoma. Don't worry. Rosalind is already there filling in for you. My, she really is something. Do tell her I'm a big fan of her film podcast. Pamela, can you believe her? Pamela? Hmm? Oh, I was looking for a commercial to cut to. Turns out we don't have any. But can you believe the nerve of her bursting in here like that? Okay, we agreed you wouldn't complain about Brenda now that she's off the show. That was about stuff she did before. She's doing new annoying stuff now. Back me up here. I have to go produce another Cliff Upjohn interview today, so I'm not in the mood to back you up. Oh, and go tell Andy you need to record a commercial today. Now? What else could he have to sell? Maybe he's made a pen that writes in maple syrup. Or like an air freshener that predicts the future. I can't hear you. I'm already out the door. Hmm. Yeah. It's tough being alone. Sure, you might think you're happy on your own. That you're self-made and didn't need a partner before. Why have one now after you've already put in the work? Wouldn't some new person just throw your carefully cultivated life into disarray? A needless distraction? A hanger-on? But that's how cowards think. Uh, hey Andy, sounds like there's a specific person you're trying to reach with this ad. Uh, yes and no, I suppose. Finding love isn't easy. Or wasn't until Waydate. Wayface's new dating app that will help you find your soulmate. Wayface wants you to sign up and post a profile if you're between the ages of 35 and 65, looking to settle down, have a kind smile, and either know how to fly a helicopter or are willing to learn. Do you think I'm being too picky? You're being too picky? Yes, instead of have a kind smile, just teeth. Hold on. 
Forgive me if I'm being wildly speculative and judgmental, but is this a dating app that only matches potential dates to you? Oh, I thought you were gearing up to say something a bit rude. <laughs> yes, you're right on the money. We have an algorithm that will look through billions of people and find my soulmate. Wow, must be nice to have your own gazillion dollar company. Yeah, it is, but it's not enough. Oh, Brenda pointed out all my life is missing is a wife and a dog. So, I'm finding a wife, and then later, I'll build us a dog. Ignoring the ominous use of the word build there, Andy, you still have to date around a bit. For starters, everyone lies on their dating profile, so the algorithm is going to be useless. You need to get in there and go through the messy process of learning each other's quirks. So I have to deal with dishonesty and messiness and getting to know someone before we can solve mysteries together with our Wayface brand dog, TM? I'm afraid so. Hmm. It is disappointing that I might have to go on multiple dates. Dating's never seemed time efficient. Have you ever been on a date? I was busy turning a small business into an empire. Do you even know what sort of people you're attracted to? Oh, Bea, the algorithm will sort it all out for me. I think it's more of a go-with-your-gut thing. Andy, what do you want? Hmm. I've never really thought about that. I suppose if I'm completely honest with myself, I'm not sure I want a dog. They don't have enough legs, in my opinion. Maybe that's why I'm so obsessed with Wayface building a better, more aerodynamic canine. I would love to do a deep dive into every single thing you've said in this conversation, but I don't think we should be recording it. Quite right. Let's wrap up the commercial. You still want to use this take for the commercial persuading people to date you? Bia, algorithm. It's the algorithm that will persuade them to date me. Trust the algorithm. Of course. You know what? I am giving Waydate my full personal endorsement because I am very curious where this will go. The best of luck to all of you out there. Waydate. Putting a face to Wayface. Yeah, it feels like you botched the pun on that one. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Faithful listeners, it is I, your queen, Rosalind Ursula. I'm a little wine drunk right now. I think I just signed a petition around for Senate. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's not legally binding because I'm drunk and because I'm pretty sure I sign my name as Jordan Baker, which is the name I give people when I'm drunk. Because you have to be so sober to convince people that your name is really Rosalind Ursula. Anyway, I'm having a great time. I should have a travel show where I get drunk, run for office in every state. Nah, that sounds horrible for my health and I want to live forever. I should ask Andy about becoming immortal. I'm sure Wayface saw something for that, but at what cost? I'm gonna go get some water, which 
like Jesus is what I call more wine. <laughs> Goodbye, listeners. I love you. And that's how you can contact your representative about the species of trees grown on your street. Hmm, fascinating. But back to Julie's Law. Let's... <sighs> this is awful. Why didn't Pamela tell me this was awful? Not even our genius. Wonderful. Editors could sensationalize it. I'm so boring. Ugh. Okay, okay, okay. Get a hold of yourself, Bia. Boring isn't bad. It's not great, but at least I have an episode. It's informative. That's valuable. I'm getting too in my head about this thing. This is actual journalism. It was never supposed to involve getting banned from morgues or searching for aliens. I am way better off. Actually, it's Brenda I feel bad for. Upjohn must literally be boring her to tears right now. Before we get into Julie's law, I think it's important to understand the foundation of the Constitution. Sure. So, Senator, why do you care so much about protecting privacy laws? Who wouldn't? You. You don't care about any other issue. You like to inform people about every issue, but your voting record is very right down the middle. No waves, no big stands. Absolutely no reason for anyone to look into you except that your name kept coming up in a case I worked on in 2015, Sausalito. I'd prefer we'd talk about the democratic process. You know, when I found out I was getting this interview, I did some digging. You found out 15 minutes ago. Did I? Or did I find out last week that Bia had you booked for Monday, made sure my assistant got you into the building, then made up an excuse to get you in a room, alone, with a recorder. On the record. How did you even Let's just say I'm very productive when I'm procrastinating. So, Senator Cliff, do you remember a former employee of yours named Helga Bouchard? I don't have to speak with you. Okay, you better just take a seat. You just... Unhand me, madam. <laughs> I'm not your Ow. madam, okay? Ow. Just... He confessed to what? Dog fighting rings. But not like you're picturing. I'm picturing dogs wearing little boxing gloves. Oh, that's adorable, but way off. You ever play that game Chicken, where you ride on a friend's shoulders and try to push a different friend riding on a different friend's shoulders down into the pool? I am aware of it. It was that, but the dogs were fighting on the shoulders of miners. Children? No, coal miners that were put out of work by Upjohn's Clean Energy Initiative. <gasps> I voted for that. Hey, if it hadn't passed, those dogs would be fighting on the backs of wind farm workers. That's just the way scumbags like Upjohn work. I'm shocked he had this side to him. Really? Okay. When he said, ladies, he did sound like an obvious sicko. Right? Why is that? I like it when women say ladies. Ladies. Yeah. Why does that work? My natural crime-stopping charisma. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Which one of us talked to Upjohn for two hours and got nothing? Which one of us got a confession pretty much as soon as his ass hit the chair? You only came here to gloat. You bet your bottom dollar I did. And now I've gloated and I'm going to go talk to Andy because I think the first episode of my show is going to be incredibles. See you around, lady. It doesn't really work with the singular. I still hated it. Success. 
This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hi, this is so exciting. I am here at OddCon, the audio media convention, not to be confused with OddCon, the convention for the strange and unusual, and also not to be confused with OddCon, the convention for auditoriums. I am currently backstage with the remarkable Lorena Christopher before our panel together. <laughs> You're too kind. Seriously, remembering forgotten memories of Hollywood is an institution in Los Angeles podcast broadcasting. I really love the show. The history, the meticulous research, your voice. You have the best voice. I could listen to you talk forever. Oh, thank you. Now you truly are being much too kind. I have been enjoying your new show. It's not as educational as I would prefer. Well, well you see, uh, I... But you and your co-host have a great back and forth, like, like one of those old Hollywood partnerships a studio could build itself around. It's compelling. Huh. I will pass that along to Brenda. Hello. Welcome to Fresh Voices in Broadcast Podcasting, colon, Entertainment Reporting. I am Lorena Christopher, host of Remembering Forgotten Memories of Hollywood, and I will be moderating today's panel. With me is the host of I Think You're Interesting, Libby Hill, co-host of Where Did This Get Made, April Donatello, and finally from Wayface Radio, Bea Casely. Wow, great to be here. Well said, Miss Casley. I think you've changed my mind on Instagram. Thanks. I, uh, talk for a living, so... <laughs> Let's open the floor up for questions. As a reminder, if you take up too much time, your convention pass will electroshock you. This year, OddCon is sponsored by Q&A and... Ah! I've been zapped for wasting everyone's time. A Wayface Industries product. Uh, this is for Bea? Uh, go ahead. Oh, no offense, but I think you have to listen to Brenda more often. Really dig into the capsums. It's obvious J Julie's parents did it. Best way to eliminate bad press due to a rebellious daughter? Get rid of the source. You lost me at Listen to Brenda. <laughs> You guys have heard the show. We love you, Bia. Oh, wow. <laughs> this question is for Miss Casely. Big fan, by the way. What do you think of the idea that Julie did it? That the situation was staged? I mean, no question the scene was sort of unreal, but that doesn't explain where Julie went. Well, I have this theory. Julie is Bigfoot. Not actually Bigfoot. Well, actually... Maybe, but she lives in the forest, causing chaos where needed. Burned evidence? Julie. Brenda's poor, poor truck? Julie. Ralph? Not Julie, but maybe something she was running away from? And that Jeff, Geoff, Goldberry, Jeff Goldblum, the one who had the tire thrown at, helps Julie. 
The inconsistencies in the stories are because he didn't want to betray her. And ah, I've been zapped! Next question. Okay, so cat actors are usually twins, right? So what if there were like two Julies and not just, oh, that doesn't seem like the Julie I knew. What if, what if Julie was two twins? You've been reading too much Deertrick Barnes. Julie was one of a kind. While we all love Arden, we should stay focused on Miss Casely's previous work. Oh, I don't mind at all. <laughs> uh, hello? Uh, this is more a comment than a question. If you ask me, it was the weasels. Those damn sneaky, dirty, seditious weasels. I don't mean some weasley person. Oh no, it was those little, four-legged, too long, criminal, and above all, lactose intolerant weasels. Look into that. Did you mean to address that to Miss Casely? Oh, oh no. Uh, I think weasels killed Marilyn Monroe. Ah, I cover that in episode 237, Marilyn Monroe Conspiracies, colon, Animal Attacks. Oh, and a quick comment to B. I love Arden. It's so funny. It's actually a serious show, but thank you for listening. Uh, Bea, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I've been listening to you since your uh, DGA award red carpet segments. People listen to that? Yeah. So as a real reporter, I have a tip you might want to look into. A guy I know who was uh, assistant to a key grip on a telemovie that had once worked on an Anson Williams swore to me one night when he was drunk and he knew for a fact that the kidnapping was staged as part of an experimental film by Lars von Trier that Julie Capsum agreed to play the lead on that has been filming in the Sierras ever since and is due for release sometime around July 2023. Lars von Trier would never work with Julie. Not after she called him Lars von Trite in Teen Vogue and egged the set of Dogville. Uh, hi. My theory... I think Julie and Ralph faked their own death together and are living under new identities on some remote farm in the middle of nowhere. Well, that's always been my favorite theory. Young lovers running away to live happily ever after. It's very old Hollywood. You think Julie would give up everything for some guy? A creepy, obsessive guy, no less? Well, I guess that is very old Hollywood. I take it you're not a romantic, Bea? What? I'm not not a romantic... Why are are you a um? A next question. Did you do it, Bea? No. You were there that night. You were tracking Julie's movements. You were obsessed with her. I was live on air. The perfect alibi. The people demand the truth, Casely. We will not be silenced. Love the show, by the way. You and Brenda are so cute together. Julie is Andy Wayface. That makes as much sense as anything about Andy Wayface, honestly. I will consider it. Have we ruled out necromancy? Like, the torso in the trunk? Julie's blood back there but nowhere else? Sounds like some nasty blood-focused necromancy, you know? If you ask me, Julie was dead long before she disappeared, and her undead wizard powers are keeping her in stasis until she's ready to return with an army of the undead, probably spearheaded by Ralph and Gerald and all the other folks who have disappeared looking for her. That's the real Capsum curse. Necromancy. Please don't use my love of curses against me like this. One, there's no proof that cyborgs do not exist. Two... There is no proof that Ralph is not alive. 
three, there is no proof that points to one and two are unrelated to one another. How would this be? Andy Wayface has the money and the eccentricity to make a cyborg and then make a show where people do not realize that he has made the cyborg that brought the two of them together in the first place. I mean, it's not fired. Oh, zaps! Do not hurt me! I'm half machine! I believe Julie faked her death, changed her name, and is now Brenda's assistant, Rosalind! No, it's too sad to think about Julie suffering for years working for Brenda. (laughs) I can't believe there's so many people invested in solving this mystery. Well, it's also the show. We're invested in the station. Are you and Brenda secretly dating? Can we zap her for that? If you think it merits... I was kidding! No! We are not! We love Brenda! We love Brenda! Wakey, wakey, eggs and Bentley! Hmm? Casey, what are you in my bedroom? Can't say I'm surprised. We are in the radio booth, where you fell asleep alone and fully dressed. Oh, I slept here? Oh, so gross and out of character. You would seriously call me Casey if we woke up together? Yes, because I respect you as a colleague. (sighs) I brought you a bagel and a watered-down coffee. Well, it's my bagel and watered-down coffee, but you seem to need it more. You're an angel. Wait, don't you hate me? Is this a hate bagel? I don't... Okay, listen. I have something to say. A monk told Joshu, I have just entered the monastery. Please teach me. Joshu asked, Have you eaten your rice porridge? The monk replied, I have eaten. Joshu said, Then you had better wash your bowl. At that moment, the monk was enlightened. Are you becoming a monk? It's a cone! Mm. It's a Buddhist cone because you're so into... Mm. Oh my god. Okay, um, I have been so focused on making the show deep and enlightening that I wasn't focused on what I actually needed to do to make the show. Maybe that's not what the cone means. I'm not a Buddhist. Okay, what's something I know? Um, Okay, okay, so sometimes I get so caught up in truth, justice, and the American way that I miss the mark on Superman entirely and become the opposite of Superman. Like a, a broody Batman, doesn't need anybody, jerk. The opposite of Superman is bizarro. That's right there, dude. Do some goddamn research first. I'm trying to make peace. By comparing yourself to the Justice League. The Justice League works together. And I'm sorry for not being willing to work with you when we work together. There. An apology. Thank you. I'm sorry for... You can't think of anything? 
acknowledge that it's hard to legally make an investigative radio show. It's obviously very cool and badass of me to get a confession out of a criminal, but we can't play that on air. Not for an upcoming trial. I'm not going to taint the jury pool. That is very mature of you. Because I said taint without laughing? Grow up, That's it. I'm done. Good luck with your non-existent show. No luck with your non-existent show. What are we going to air? Next week on Arden, Beer and Brenda are back to sharing a show. Who saw that coming? Oh, and you might be interested to know that all the miners former Senator Upjohn was exploiting have been offered high-paying jobs with benefits in my diamond mines. They're on the moon. Mining might be destroying the planet, but the moon's not a planet. I checked. So far, none of the miners have accepted this offer. So, if you're interested, apply now at wayfacemoonmines.net backslash legally binding offer. Arden is created by Emily Vanderwerf, Christopher Dole, and Sarah Golub. This week's episode was written by those same three people. Our audio engineer is Elizabeth O'Bear. Our editor this week was Christopher Dole. Our cast is... Michelle Agresti. Tracy Syed. Shannon Estabrook. Charlita Gaston. Benjamin Watts. Lindsay Zana. Robert Fleet. Lindsay Syme. Grant Patrizio. John Rail. Mia Drake. Kirk Novak. The score is by Christopher Hatfield. The logo is by Dylan Farr. If you're enjoying Arden, is this the Arden tip line? I found your missing person. If you're enjoying Arden, or even if you're not and want to drive us from the face of the internet, there are two ways you can do that. You can rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you found it. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, etc., etc. You can also look for us on Patreon, and you can toss us a couple of bucks there. That will get you access to special, exclusive episodes, other prizes, and all sorts of fun things. Tweet at us, ArdenPod, on Twitter. Our website is ardenpodcast.com. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr. You can come and talk to us there if you really want to. As always, our visual effects supervisor for that gigantic battle scene that you loved so much was Charlita Gaston. Come back next week for more adventures in Arden. Thank you. Good night. Hi. This is Christopher Dole, co-creator of Arden. On behalf of the cast and crew, I want to thank all of you for listening, reviewing, and sharing your thoughts and theories with us. We're so delighted and honored that so many of you have enjoyed the show. We asked you to submit your theories so that we could respond to them on this episode, and it's safe to say you went above and beyond what we hoped. I want to thank all of our listeners whose theories were read on the show today. Lee Davis Thalborn, Chris Magleton, Amy Giacomucci, 
Julia Morizawa, Aurora Martinez Del Rio, Anastasia Masilkova, Bobby Inagora, Hannah Wright, Sean Baker, and a mysterious individual known only as Michelle. We had a lot of fun reading your theories and trying to figure out how Bia would answer them. I further want to thank our very special guests who agreed to stand in for you and pose your theories. James Oliva, creator of the dazzling, trippy noir What's the Frequency? Megan Fitzmartin, creator of the splendid, beautifully characterized superhero dramedy Red Rhino. Chad Ellis, creator of the haunting and moving isolated horror story Station Blue. Hannah Wright, creator of the wonderfully innovative fantasy tale In Between. Lee Davis Thalborn, co-creator of the deeply funny and touching queer romantic comedy Love and Luck. And PJ Scott Blakenship, creator of Hit the Bricks, an exciting new modded adventure set in the universe of L. Frank Baum's Oz, which I cannot wait to hear more of, and which stars Arden's very own Michelle Agresti. If you're not listening to any of these shows, subscribe to them right now. We have reached the midpoint of our season. After next week's episode, there will be a short hiatus. The show will return on November 12th and continue weekly from there until our season finale in December. But that won't be the end of the journey. Starting in January, we will be releasing Patreon-exclusive minisodes set in the world of Arden, hosted by Wayface Radio's own Rosalind Ursula. Join Rosalind as she reviews Julie's movies, introduces us to other shows created by Wayface Radio, and takes us behind the scenes on all sorts of wild adventures. Our Patreon is live and has already received all sorts of fun exclusives like deleted scenes, early episodes, and later this week, Lindsay Zana's full performance of the song After You've Gone. So sign up there and remember to rate and review us on whatever your podcatcher of choice is. It really does help quite a bit. Again, thank you all for coming on this ride with us. We are so grateful to all of you. And buckle up. It's only going to get crazier from here. We'll see you next week for Episode 7, The Skunk Ape Did It. Thank you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Graham Shapiro is a decent man. Gideon Media's hit sci-fi thriller, Give Me Away, returns. There's a lot of people screaming in that prison right now. So screen me. Just know up front, I'm going to have input. What happened? Are you all right? Dad. Tell us everything. It seems like you want to scare us into thinking you're going to let us starve. But should your treatment of us ever cause this decent man to let me off the leash again, anything is possible. Give me away season two, starting April 11th.